The most important thing is to start with the customer. Think about what is the persona to which you are planning an experience for. A CIO might need a different experience than a CMO. Then take a look at what's happening in the market. What are some really interesting pieces of information, real life practical examples that I can share with this person? And then plan out how you're going to engage. Stay creative, stay innovative. If anything, this time in this pandemic has given us all this kind of ability to think outside the box and try something new and do it from a place of authenticity and empathy with the customer in mind. Hello and welcome to C-Suite Marketing, expert conversations on executive engagement. C-Suite Marketing is brought to you by Boardroom Insiders, a business intelligence platform that makes executive engagement easier than ever. Learn more at boardroominsiders.com. Learn more about this podcast at itsma.com. You'll find show notes, more episodes, and other resources on C-Suite Marketing. And please subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. And now for today's show. I'm Rob Levitt, and I'm talking today with Heidi Eisenstein and Erica Fensom from Adobe about how ABM and executive engagement programs work together to deepen C-suite relationships. A footnote on today's show. Since we did the recording, Heidi has left Adobe for a new opportunity. Erica remains in place. Welcome to both of you. Thank you. Uh, on the podcast, this is the first time we're having two guests. So really looking forward to talking about the intersection of executive engagement and ABM with you both. So that's why I wanted to have us all together. But let's just start. Maybe Erica, you first. Tell us just a little bit about your role with executive marketing. Thanks, Rob. It's great to be here with you. And in my role at executive marketing and customer communications at Adobe, we really plan out how we're going to be engaging with executives in our top accounts. And that includes all of the customer journey, anything from what they receive digitally to how they interact in one-to-one -one meetings. And then also some of the events that we do, which have now turned 100% digital. Oh, great. And just tell me a little bit about the scope when you say your top accounts and the whole journey. What's the kind of scope of the program and the, and the coverage? The coverage is uh, across all of our accounts. So we have a, a broad range of accounts that our sales team is working to target. And that includes at the highest level, what we call our strategic accounts. So customers who may have more than one solution or are looking to, to really go wide in their digital transformation, um, all the way down to uh, what we say is commercial accounts or small to medium businesses. So it's a, it's a wide range um, and that includes both Americas and we also do work uh, with our international customers as well. Okay, so we're talking thousands of accounts. It's a wide range of accounts. <laughs> so right. we have a very, very targeted approach for a few, and, and then also a wide range of touch points for, um, you know, our, our broader accounts. So that's thousands of accounts that we're planning engagements with. Okay. Now, Heidi, tell us about the ABM program and your role uh, with ABM. Yeah, absolutely. Also, so happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Um, so at Adobe, I look after our enterprise ABM field marketing team for the Americas, and we have purview over Canada, U.S., and Latin America. 
And what my team does is we essentially directly support the sales organization at the segment level and deeply understanding the needs of the customers within those segments so that we can then impact and influence the rest of the marketing organization to build the appropriate marketing programs, activities, and tactics to serve that set of customers based on the unique kind of business objectives and growth priorities in the segment. We also market to a finite number of accounts. So in our enterprise business at Adobe, there's a set number of accounts that we sell to. And that really allows my team to take that account-based marketing approach. We know who the accounts are. In many cases, we've sold to them before. We kind of know who the key contacts are and influencers are within those accounts. And that really allows us to back into a much more you know, tailored and connected marketing kind of strategy with each of those accounts. All right, so I can see the synergy already, the collaboration uh, already, but let's, let's go down a level now and talk about a little bit more concretely, what are you trying to accomplish uh, at the executive level? Are these literally folks who are signing checks? Is there a different or broader kind of uh, agenda uh, that you've got with executive engagement? Maybe back to you, um, Erica. Heidi and I work extremely closely together because we're planning out how we want to build our relationships with those accounts in the long term. So I and my team are very focused at the C-suite decision maker or SVP at the senior level. And when you're looking at planning out an ABM strategy, you need to look at everyone within the buying committee. So I and my team are very focused on that higher senior decision maker at the CDO, CMO, CIO level. But we also need to make sure that all of our planned approaches and our touches work in with the ABM strategy. So Heidi and I work very closely together. And because we're orchestrating a lot of different marketing programs, touch points, sales engagements, conversations with Adobe executives, it's really important that we have strong communication. We work together across the marketing team and make sure we keep the customer first in all of our planned engagements. Great. Let me actually pick up on that because we often as marketers, we know why we want to reach them. You know, and again, as you say, um, CMOs, chief digital officers, I assume you said CDO, CIOs, and so on. What are they looking for from Adobe? Heidi, let me go to you. What are, what are the senior executives that you're trying to reach with both of these programs what are they really looking for now from Adobe? Well, I think it's, it's fascinating um, what's been happening in the marketplace over the last you know, decade, but this, this true focus on customer experience and delivering customer experience that builds loyalty and brand affinity and really keeps that customer coming back is I think the goal of any you know, CMO and brand today who's reaching customers. And through Adobe's technology, we're able to, the same way we market to our marketers that we sell to, is the same kind of value proposition that the marketers that we sell to or the executives that we're selling to are looking to bring to their own set of customers. So how do you create these rich, seamless customer experiences? Time and time again, that differentiates you from your competitors through a suite of technology that really lets you reach that customer through any channel. What would you add, Erica, to that? We're also seeing a huge interest in leaders wanting to learn from each other. The pace of change that we've seen this year has been 
incredible. We've seen businesses and customers that we work with completely transform how they're going to market with their customers. Um, we've seen it even in the marketing team, how we've moved a lot of our field marketing events to completely digital experiences. What we're seeing at the C-suite level in terms of the conversations and discussions are, how do I keep this pace of digital transformation? How can I make decisions more quickly? How can I implement new programs for my customers? And then how can I bring my team along in a time of immense change? There are a lot of questions and a lot of conversations that we've had even in our customer briefings. So my team also runs the Customer Experience Center, which are very specific briefings and discussions for executives. We bring together Adobe executives and, and our customers to, to talk more deeply about what's on their mind, what's happening from a business perspective. And often, you know, it's those softer skills and questions about how do I keep my team motivated in a time that's very challenging with a global pandemic and huge economic changes in the market? How do I keep teams motivated, excited about change, and then also do it in a way that is good for our business and good for our customers? And so there's a lot of information sharing that's happening, and that those are the conversations that are the most valuable. Now, you know, a lot of the tech companies that ITSMA works with, a lot of the other folks on the podcast are, they can talk about their own businesses experiences. They're technology companies, they're often selling technology. You have the double level of, you're selling to marketers. And so, you know, we often talk about how do we model the behavior that we're trying to promote or showcase our own experience. And I mean, I would guess, that goes double for you. I mean, you're talking about customer experience and you need to showcase we are at the forefront of enabling that, of designing that, of providing that, supporting that. So I'm wondering how that feeds into the executive programs, the executive activities that you're doing to sort of lead the way by showing as well as telling and talking. So I can, I can start yeah. first on the executive yeah. programs. We very quickly pivoted when first in March, when we knew that very quickly there could be some massive changes coming. We had on the docket our largest marketing event of the year with Adobe Summit scheduled for the end of March. And in, uh, near the end of February is when we made the decision that we were going to transform that event to a 100% virtual experience. We then pivoted again um, when the shelter in place happened and then realized that some of what we had planned, even getting camera crews out to our speakers locations were not going to be possible. Mm -hmm. So pivoted a, a second time to transform the content so that we sent packages of uh, video equipment to even our, our CEO uh, to get his keynote recorded so that we could launch a digital experience. We pivoted very quickly to show what was possible and then also to make sure we were still there for our customers in a time where there was a lot of questions and a lot of uncertainty. Throughout our entire marketing program, we had lots of questions. We had lots of events that were planned. We had briefings that were scheduled with customers. Um, I spoke with uh, Andrea, my team, who leads the Customer Experience Center. Within days, we, we said, okay, we are going to pivot. We are going to change this program to be a shorter, more engaging virtual experience. Let's start reaching out to customers. Don't cancel those events. Let's change them to virtual. And we pivoted that program within a period of two weeks. So now we're, we're doing just as many, if not more, briefings per quarter because we're also able to reach more executives. They're 
more interested than ever in hearing from others. How can we learn from what's happening in the market? How can we do things differently with our business? So we, we now have um, over 77% uh, attendance at sea levels in our briefings because there is such an interest in understanding what's happening in the market. How can I transform my business in a different way, particularly while the market is shifting very quickly? No, that's, that's fabulous. And we've been hearing a lot of that, this kind of hunger for peer sharing and, you know, how are we getting, how are we shifting what's new, what's different? Heidi, I'm curious on the ABM side, how have you shifted not only the activities, but maybe even your overall focus or some of the audiences you're trying to reach? Yeah, definitely. We've, similar to Erica's program, and I'm sure a lot of the folks listening into the podcast, they, there was a, you know, immense shift to virtual very quickly. And my team in particular, a hundred percent of what my team was doing before the pandemic was in person. And so we very, very quickly and, and with urgency really needed to shift everything our team was doing and how we were reaching our customers to date. And we really had put you know, quite a focus on the importance of those in-person engagements. We know that there's just magic when you have that opportunity to meet face-to-face. So how do you bring some of that same opportunity for connection uh, and relationship building through virtual format? And both Erica and I have been tasked with that challenge. My team in particular, we were able to make that shift relatively quickly. It was also around the same time as Adobe Summit and Adobe's big shift to turning that event virtual within a matter of weeks. I've been really surprised and and impressed by the ability to to drive these meaningful connections virtually. It certainly um, it certainly takes some some planning and some funding, really. But we've been able to do through a mix of mailers, really targeted mailers with packages that. Um, are appropriate for the executives or the influencers we're trying to reach, and sometimes even with a with a nod towards the the family that they're sheltering in place with, um, to the virtual events that we're we're driving that still drive some level of engagement and customer sharing. We found those to be really successful. I'll give one quick example for one of our top industries. We were able to put together an advisory board type of virtual event where we brought in about 10 to 15 accounts in this industry. And we really use this opportunity to ask them how they're working through the pandemic, what questions they have, what they found to be useful or successful as they pivot their own companies. And just that information sharing amongst each other as customers within a particular vertical where they're all facing similar challenges was not only valuable to us in terms of saying we we care, we want to listen, we want to learn from you, but it helped them build their peer network and also share relevant opportunities and challenges that they're going through as well. One of the things that I, I find so fascinating about this period um, is, you know, picking up on what you've both been talking about, the, the you know, the shift to virtual, which everybody has done. You know, we at ITSMA do a lot of research on executive engagement and talk about the different motivations that executives from our clients and prospects have for engaging with us. The peer networking we've been talking about, that's a big one. You know, it's sort of us as facilitators. We're bringing their, them together with their peers. There's the educational piece. You know, we're experts in our domains and we're sharing our knowledge and our experience and our insight. 
there's the advisory back in terms of we're giving them influence, you know, input and influence into our strategy, our roadmap, our priorities, you know, where, you know, it's them kind of giving us guidance. There's also, we see the idea that folks want to use engagement programs to build their own brand, to have a platform. You know, it's like speaking at our events. You know, we want them to speak, but they also want to speak because they want to build awareness about their own, you know, they're building their career, things like that. So there are all these different motivations that our programs and activities, I think, need to support. I'm wondering if you have found some of them harder or easier than others now that it's all virtual. Yeah, and then I'll just quickly say yes. Um, I think initially when, when we were kind of just in the early stages of this pandemic, uh, Adobe's ability to shift to a virtual world quickly really benefited our, our ability to stay connected with our customers who were still looking for ways to engage. And we were giving them something that um, not only was possible via a virtual format, but we were also able to quickly update our messaging to really take on the empathy of the times. And I think that combination allowed us to really sustain and maintain connection with our customers. Now that we're multiple months now into the pandemic and a lot of other co companies have come up to speed on this, I do think our customers are, are kind of in a space of Zoom fatigue or you know virtual event fatigue. And we're seeing that on our side as well. Um, some of our programs that we're driving unprecedented attendance in March and April are definitely ratcheting back down again. And so one of the lessons that we've learned along the way is just the importance of an experiential component, even to a content-based event. If we do a content-based roundtable, for example, that goes deep into an, a particular industry or vertical and, and delivers kind of, you know, what are the core business challenges there? And we're talking a little bit about solutions or, or particular problems we're trying to solve to end that event with something that's experiential. Maybe they stay on another 30 minutes and we've sent them a, a drink in advance and we can hang out for a happy hour. Mm -hmm. That now seems to be a differentiator for where customers are willing to engage or, or you know, kind of choose your event over another. That's one lesson learned that we've had. All right, I have a couple of questions in different directions. Erica, let me start, let me come back to you. And I wanna talk internally about working with sales kind of generally how you're approaching that with executive engagement and also maybe how that's changed over the last six months as everything has gone virtual and they've had to rethink how they work as well. So what's the, what's the sort of general approach first with just working with sales on executive engagement? Our partnership with sales is crucial. This is how we get the best intelligence around who are the right decision makers in a deal, who is it that they would like some additional support in reaching out to, to have those higher level discussions in the account? We need to work very closely together. And so even in the, the latest program that we've rolled out, which is a very specific ongoing monthly engagement series that includes some events that are one to few to allow for some networking, some that are one to one with very tailored meetings, we worked 
extremely closely with sales to take a look at who we were going to target and who we were going to invite into this program. And then as we go closer to the events and closer to some of the individual programming that, that we're planning, we work very closely with sales to prepare what is it that we need to get out of this conversation? How do we want to provide content that's going to be very interesting and engaging for this one particular account? And even in our one to few events, we partner with sales to say, okay, we are going to do a specific discussion around retail. Who are the customers that we think have interesting stories that would benefit to learn from each other? And so in each of these events, we work extremely closely with sales to align on who are the target audiences? How are we going to plan the content? How are we going to brief our Adobe executives so that when they are involved in these conversations, they know what our customer needs? Sales and marketing really work together closely to plan all of these engagements out. Oh, that's great. And are they typically in the virtual room, so to speak, or are these more marketing driven and maybe your, you know, your own executives and subject matter experts? It depends on the event. For a very, many of our executive events, we want to keep them very exclusive. So we'll typically yeah. have an Adobe executive present as well as our customer executives. There are some that are a little more open. For example, if it's a, a smaller roundtable conversation where we will bring in one or two of our senior executive salespeople to help be there for the conversation because they're also building those relationships long term, you know, with the CIO or CMO at a company. So it depends on the event. Sometimes we have our, our salesperson there. Sometimes it's only the Adobe executive, for example, if it's a, you know, a very senior meeting with Adobe's uh, CMO, um, you know, we'll, we'll limit who's in that discussion. Heidi, I'm wondering, has there been an enablement push? I mean, so many of your executives, your sellers, they're used to being face-to-face, -face, right? So much of their work is in the room, you know, or in a live event or, you know, at dinner, whatever. It's a very different experience virtually. And I'm wondering, have you had to put some real energy into any education, training, enablement? for how to try and interact and build those relationships, the longer term relationships in this kind of flat virtual environment? It's a really good question and, and a kind of a nuance of this you know, transition we've all been going through that, that has been relevant to, to my experience. We have not you know, invested in anything formal, but this idea that we do need to bring sales along with us on this journey that uh, we are all kind of facing the same constraints and we know we need to maintain that connection with the customer. And where we found our, is kind of talking to sales to say, hey, we think this is gonna work. We're, we're hitting the right message. Yes, it's virtual, but there's so much we can do to still drive meaningful engagement and to give the seller the opportunity to have an amazing pre or post conversation with the account. And I think they, we were in a period of kind of trust initially where we had to say, listen, we've got these great ideas. We've got these mailers. We've got these experiential events. We can still do one-to-one. -one. This is what it could look like. This is how we can still partner with executive marketing and bring in that executive touch point to really drive that relevance and up-level the conversation and show that support from Adobe. And I think a month or two into this, they were able to see, wow, this could work. Yes, it's different. Mm -hmm. Yes, it might not be the preferred method, but we are seeing it still work. 
Um, I will just also mention that it's one thing to put together an amazing event with a great experiential component, but to do that with the right messaging and tone, especially in the current time, is almost more important than the experience we're delivering. And I think our sellers have seen our ability to move quickly and meet their expectation in that area, as well as the expectation of our customers that it feels and is genuine. It's authentic. It allows us to have the appropriate conversation for now and still be there to engage them in a compelling way. Whether or not their, their, their marketing team is on a hiring freeze or their, their right. budgets have, you know, frozen, like it's right now, it's about maintaining that connection point and relationship so that we can see each other through this time. Rob, I think the most important thing is to have open communication and consistent communication with sales. So for our programs, we even put our schedule on an internal SharePoint. We share with sales who's getting invitations and when they've gone out, we'll actually um, often copy the salesperson so that they're aware and have some visibility and even craft some messages so they can come over the top of invitations to have that other personal right. touch, right? That's important to make sure that the sales team knows and understands our strategy is bought into the process and then we work together to make sure it's a great a great experience for our customers because that's most important. We're planning everything with the customer in mind, including how the marketing touch happens and then how the salesperson follows up. Yeah, that's great. So we have just a couple minutes left. Um, Erica, I wanna stick with you and ask you, what are you hearing from CMOs that you're talking with as they start looking to the next phase? You know, you talked a little bit before about kind of getting through this together, um, but we're past that now. Um, but I'm curious if you're hearing different kinds of issues and priorities from the CMOs in particular that you're working with. We're hearing a lot about how the business is going to plan to keep transforming and keep shifting into the new year. There's a lot of interest looking into what's going to happen around the holiday season, right? We have a lot of our customers that are now planning ahead for their retail plan with different shopping habits that have we've seen over the last year with an, a huge increase in, in online spending. Our CMOs are wanting to make sure that they capitalize on those trends and then be ready and prepared for potential new shifts that are, that are happening. We're also seeing some continued questions around what is the best way to now structure our marketing teams given this new environment? There were a lot of marketers who were very used to and comfortable doing events solely in person and now we've all shifted and it's been a wonderful opportunity to take risks and do things differently. It also means leading your team differently and engaging with the team to make sure people are comfortable with stretching their skill set trying online engagement, new digital programs, changes in the investment structure for how they're uh, driving their marketing ROI. We're seeing a lot of questions around now, how do we pivot for next year, knowing where we are and how things might potentially shift. So a lot of questions around what's next in the new year, how do I keep my team engaged? And also how do I structure my team potentially differently, given that there are some market shifts that I think are gonna to continue to happen in the next year. Heidi, let me um, almost close with you on this one. Um, talk about your own team and how you're maybe shifting as you look ahead and, and you know continuing to build and kind of transition the ABM program. 
are you working differently as the team? Are you looking at some of those changes? Uh, yes. Yeah, so we are taking a new and refreshed approach. And this, I do think, has been impacted by the, the current realities in the pandemic. And it, it really expedited a reorganization that we've just gone through within our team. And I think it's going to allow us to work uh, more efficiently, um, spend more efficiently, and also deliver better customer experiences. So essentially what we've done is we've pursued a, a center of excellence model. So we've uh, really positioned my team to be that strategic marketing lead with sales to define the needs of the segment and the customers within that segment and to assemble a marketing plan that really serves those core objectives. And we do that by now working with centers of excellences within the marketing organization who focus on, be it uh, demand generation, emails, or it might be paid media strategy and content syndication. It, another is what we have the experience is COE, which is all around virtual events. And then even Erica's team, it's in a separate part of the organization, but looking to Erica to see how do we work with you and in which segments is it most relevant to drive that executive marketing strategy and bring it into that segment. So in this model, um, you know, I think it's very appropriate for now. It allows my team to really focus on the relationship with sales and understanding the needs of the customer. And then it allows the centers of excellence to get really crystal clear and develop expertise in these particular marketing channels. And then really look to us to assemble what does that look like? What is the mix to, to drive those business objectives in the segment? Oh, great. Okay. All right, Erica, last question for you. You talked, I think, right at the beginning about the executive experience, kind of creating that whole experience. I wonder if you have any tips or lessons or guidance for our audience on how to think about designing that executive experience. The most important thing is to start with the customer. Think about what is the persona to which you are planning an experience for? A CIO might need a different experience than a CMO. Then take a look at what's happening in the market. What are some really interesting pieces of information, real life practical examples that I can share with this person? And then plan out how you're going to engage. And that should include a variety of methods, anything from how you're reaching out to this person digitally through a LinkedIn program or something on, on CIO.com to how you're then going to connect in a personal invitation and then follow up with um, a personal touch from an executive from your own company. It's really planning out all of these engagements in a thoughtful way and learning at each stage to continue to build an ongoing and trusting relationship. So that's most important is to think with the customer in mind first and then design around what the customer needs. Oh, perfect. Okay, Heidi, I'm gonna give you the last word entirely. Any just last thoughts or tips for, for the audience here? You know, kind of the way I look at account-based marketing is it, it is about how do you just drive that connection and relevance with the customer wherever they're at. And there's amazing kind of marketing tactics we can line up to do that, um, depending on you know what your goals are with that account. So stay creative, stay innovative. If anything, this time in this pandemic has given us all this kind of ability to think outside the box and try something new. And you know that would be my advice is, is use this opportunity to kind of push that envelope, see what works, what resonates, and do it from a place of authenticity and empathy with the customer in mind. 
a perfect way to end. Heidi, thank you. Erica, thank you so much. Really, really enjoyed the conversation. Great insight, good examples, and we look forward to continuing the conversation soon. Thank you. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for listening to C-Suite Marketing. I hope you got at least a few new ideas. Let us know what you think and send along any questions or suggestions for upcoming episodes. And if you really enjoyed the show, do us a favor and tell two friends. Do us another favor and check out our sponsor, Boardroom Insiders, a business intelligence platform that makes executive engagement easier than ever. Boardroom Insiders helps you close bigger deals faster. Learn more at boardroominsiders.com. And don't forget to visit us at itsma.com for more on this podcast and more insight and inspiration on executive engagement, account-based marketing, thought leadership, and other B2B marketing priorities. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.